in your tiny internet. Yeah, that's true. I'm not worried about that. I, oh, no, I, I, I know, right? Isn't that amazing? Does it need to be replaced with a pair of tongs? It used to be a very clean house. I don't believe him for a second. Whoa. Hey. Oh, my God. I probably can't even talk straight. I'm not sure I understand you. I got to get a kazoo. Okay. Okay. Weird. Weird. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, we can play. Keep going. Get the game going. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for joining us under the library. This is our homebrewed actual play Call of Cthulhu show. Before we go in tonight, if you would like to support what we do here on the show, please visit us at patreon.com slash under the library. Also, if you would like to play our module in Call of Cthulhu, you can find that at Drive Through RPG. Just search for The Snake's Oil. That is set in our universe of Season 1 with a whole bunch of Season 1's characters, both ours and NPCs, and featuring some really, really amazing artwork. That's at Drive Through RPG. Search The Snake's Oil. With that, let's get going. We've got a full house again tonight. My name's Arthur. I am playing Franny. I am joined by Rick as Bello. Wayne is Rutherford. Chris is playing Boone. Emily's Joe. And Scott is Cully. Of course, as always, our keeper is Michael. Michael, the show is all yours. Thank you. Uh, We are a tabletop role-playing game set in the Call of Cthulhu universe. We are very immature people playing... Oh, man, I just screwed it up. You know, you had it. You had it. You just switched it. You just switched it. Just keep going. It's mature themes. You got it. Doing mature themes. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So if you hear the ice cream truck and you think, I wonder how many bodies he has in the freezer, this is probably the right show for you. Um, That said, I'm going to do my best to try and keep the characters alive tonight, even though they're trying their damnedest to not. (laughs) And with that, I'll give it over to Emily with last week's bloody recap. All right. As we began last week... Boone and Joe were in the chicken mobile in the parking lot using the megaphone to advertise Bellow's product. Bellow can hear this from inside of the gates in the parking lot, but instead of heading right out to the chicken mobile, he instead heads towards a group of people and starts talking, asking what happened, just trying to maybe gather some information. A woman in the group asks him, who he is, what he's doing there, perhaps what department he's with. And he lies. Unfortunately, he lies and says that he is working in the food service department run by a Miss Paula Bradford, who he is speaking to. She realizes his lie and immediately starts yelling for someone to back her for backup, for security, for something, screaming for help, maybe. If he's not supposed to be there, he set the fire. So, Bello punches her in the throat. <laughs> and she's out cold. Oh, Bello puncher Fupule. Oh, <laughs> he was in the middle of a group of people who all work together, perhaps know each other. Uh, at least three or four people leapt onto him and tried to restrain him and injured him. And 
I might have more details about that later, but I think there was loss of an ear in this encounter. Mm -hmm. At the same time, Boone and Joe start to drive around looking for a less populated entrance, hoping to get back in to try to help Bello, though they don't know he's in the dog pile. They just know he's inside. Back at the house, Collie is caring for Richard and taking copious notes. And dreaming, Richard mumbles, but why? You know, I've never said a word. It's not necessary. Uh, Collie searches the bedroom while he is watching Rutherford and finds a compartment where there is a sealed envelope with a very special wax seal. Richard screams. Everybody else runs in. Everybody else, Franny, Rutherford. And he's totally still again. But they open the envelope and find a normal looking key. Not exotic, probably for a door. Cully knows that Richard leaves town once a week and Rutherford has received correspondence from Abiquiu and they make the connection that he may have a second house there. At the same time, heard at Richard's house and also at the facility, there is a giant boom. The people in the parking lot flee. Bello gets trampled and that's when his ear scrapes off on the pavement. Paula Bradford has also been trampled. She is now dead. And the fire spreads to the front offices. Bello jumps, limps out, gets in the chicken mobile. They all head back. And during the ride, Bello questions himself for these actions. Killing Paula loses some sanity. Franny and Rutherford are continuing to search at Richard's. And Rutherford finds a painting in the foyer that has a mass of 2,500, while Franny finds Modern Street written on the inside of the key envelope. They have an address. And Cully runs outside, realizing he doesn't know what happened to Joe. Just about the time the chicken mobile gets back, they see a massive billowing column of smoke from the lab facility, blaring sirens. Cully and Joe catch up and everybody heads in to debrief. And that's all I've got. All right. Thank you for that recap. And with that, we're off. So uh, I believe y'all are all together for the first time in a while. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. I think so. Okay. And just, uh, just for my own kind of uh needs here that would put boone and bello and joe in a car together and or maybe cully you were embracing joe when we left they off were, they, were... yeah joe had gotten out and they had i think even started heading into the house okay perfect so right. there like joe and i were catching up for a couple minutes which would have given them more to, more than enough time to head in all right. And oh, and I was carrying, helping Bello go into the kitchen so I could operate on it. Oh, this is going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy <laughs> that part of this episode. Uh, Rutherford, Franny, y'all are where? Um, would we still be inside looking at the envelope? Absolutely. Yeah. And then we saw the chicken car pulling up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, you, I called Rutherford. I don't know if you recall this, but I called you to come outside. Yeah. But I uh, saw how bad it was. And so I called both of you. That's, yes, oh, to I, come look at the smoke. Yes. I called. Okay. I was like, Rutherford, Franny, because it was like so much more than we'd initially thought. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I guess we probably been be, outside with us. Yeah. And I think Franny would probably be uh, trying to examine the building to see if she could determine where the fire is based on her knowledge of the building. 
you know, from that distance, kind of just staring at it, dumbfounded, trying to find a spot. So, so that was just to clarify, y'all left Richard alone. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. That, that probably would have happened. Good. And okay. I, I, I do want to say that, uh, Emily, I noticed that you kind of glossed over that whole fire explosion thing in your recap. That wasn't a big part of it. <laughs> it just kind of as a thing that, that Bare, was happening back happened. there. Just a little bit as a thing that just happened to and be Remember player happening. knowledge versus character knowledge. The only people that know this happened from that Joe did this yeah. are going to be me now and Boone. Yep, absolutely. Plus obviously Joe. Mm-hmm. And, you know. I was to say to Joe, we can trust Boone's not going to say anything. But I, I think that's a good point. Just in terms of the recap there, it seemed to be kind of a <laughs> minor part of the whole recap when in reality, it's kind of big. The, the small yeah. fire got big. It blew my it feathers seems off. I'll like, tell you that. Gross. I mean, it, you could say you were responsible for saving Bellow's life. Yeah. Yeah. Did you leave that out because you're shameful? Is that is your shame in this? Is that that is one way to look no, at it? Oh, I'm so glad there's an upside. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Wait, is that really an upside? <laughs> oh, it's, it's a silver chicken do, lining. Do we do we know Joe how many people want to see anyone else die? Yeah, do we know how many people died in the fire yet? No, nobody died. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the I, I don't so know. There are a lot the of the question is did, did that woman die because she was punched in the throat by Bello or because of something related to the fire or because or she was blow. trampled by, by people running from the fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We will, never know. we will <laughs> never know. I'm guessing, I'm guessing next week's episode will be just in time for a newspaper. You know, they'll have to have the night oh, wow. to write it. So nice. I'm sure that y'all will get more details and the government's perspective on exactly what happened. Nice. But until then we've got somebody's ear to reattach Y'all have friends to catch up with. So I'll let y'all take it from here. <laughs> I think your reattachment. I'm okay. really looking I forward to that. I, I, I want the whole. I'm medicine. excited about that. Alrighty. <laughs> I help, uh, help Bellow now. Get up on uh, that there kitchen table. Now, uh, y- you can oh, trust me. Oh. I'm, I'm one of the best uh, hobo doctors in the business. <laughs> So uh, oh, I now, take out. Wait, I just want to. I just want to give you what you're looking at, Boone. Which is, I mean, it kind of looks like ground beef with no, some flesh no. wrapped Ugh. around it. It's just, I mean, Such what you're holding on to. Scott takes his headphones not, off. <laughs> there's not much there that screams ear. Okay, I can still work with that. Uh, so it, just is it bef- over before we get yeah. into this? Yeah. Um, I think that Rutherford and at least Franny would have wandered back inside after everyone's going in. Um, yeah. You know, if this thing's happening, there's sort of an emergency thing. <laughs> Franny would want to make herself available inside. And, and, it, and really quickly, just as soon as we get in with Joe, I'm going to say, Joe, we've got to go back and check on Richard right away. You know, come on. And I'm going to sort of drag Joe. With oh, me you to found check him. On Richard. Let's let's hold on that part. Okay. I'm just yeah, telling you does... from a timing perspective. Yeah. Yeah, from a she does, perspective. She does, yeah, she doesn't even know that part yet. So yes. let's let Boone do his operation and then we'll yeah, cut to I'm you. I'm just telling you from a time yeah. perspective, it would be like less than a minute lapsed that between going outside and going back to Richard. So Cool. That makes total okay, sense. Okay, so uh, I take out a really fancy looking bottle of beer. <laughs> the kind with the ceramic uh, <laughs> flip top. And uh, is, that, ins- is that for me? Or is that for... No, no. Inside is actually uh, pure uh, alcohol. 
So oh, I, uh, that's gonna I rinse feel great. the ear off, rinse the ear off with alcohol or what's left of it. It's like a little bit of the outside, but there's a good lobe there. Got a good lobe. Got a lobe. Oh, and uh, so this, much. this is going to hurt my friend. And I uh, soak some cotton in the alcohol and uh, I pat down the side of your head. Oh, my Lord. Oh, that burns. That does not. Oh, 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 oh. Now, remember, then, he's got gravel kind of stuck all inside of his cheek and his forehead and everything else, too. He got a really good stomping on. I'm not worried about that. I'm just okay. concerned. I'm just cleaning yeah. the area around okay. the actual ear hole. Okay. And then I've got a, uh, <laughs> uh, sadly, I've got a very small upholstery needle, which, which has a hook in it, not unlike <laughs> oh, the one no. necessary for stitches. Oh, that's a good size one. Oh, oh, uh, no, 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 no. An upholstery needle. <laughs> I hate this game so much. Oh, boy. Uh, that's uh, as an aside. That's actually the needle I used to sew up uh, <laughs> the huge cut in Martha's leg. Oh my God! Was uh, an upholstery needle and chloroseptic spray as a uh, as a painkiller. Okay, wow. so uh, wow. I uh, I take the upholstery needle and uh, it looks like oh wow. So we have to leave your ear canal open. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to sew up. Preferably. As, as much of it as I can <laughs> to get skin over the, the bulk of it. And then I'm just yep. going to put that little cartilage rim that's left yep. around the opening to at least create some sort of. Sure. It looks like a handmade tortellini. I'm okay yep. with that. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like someone pinched the edge. Do of I really around. need to be here for this? And then, but there's a good load. <laughs> so I'm able to put a well, yeah. uh, attach a load back on okay uh-huh. then i take out some uh, more cotton uh, i think i'm going to put some alcohol on it uh mm-hmm. press it up against <laughs> and then use the rest of the cotton to wrap around your uh, uh your head and i think i, I will see. i'll take some tweezers to pick before i do that pick as much of the gravel out of the side oh, of your head oh uh, and, there, and there, just, you, uh, there you go, Bello. Those uh, you should be proud of those. Uh, we call them battle scars in the in the uh, hobo world. No, I appreciate that. I do have a one question for the keeper. Does everything out of that ear sound like a whistle now? Is that the? <laughs> <laughs> See, if you if you're really stopped up and you blow your nose really hard, it does. You just get a little gust out. There. <laughs> it makes a whistle. The, uh, so uh, first, whistle. I have to have my leftover tortellini at the break. there you go so for the for the listeners it it will be worth it to go and listen re-listen to that on youtube just to watch scott's reaction (laughs) that was as entertaining as chris's description and so i'll say i'll say that was the uh that was just a little bit of a appetizer some medical foreplay boon what about my arm i already didn't already help him with his arm yeah, I put yeah, it. In I a thought sling. your arm was awesome. Oh, yeah, I put it in a sling. He got trampled or he something. He did get trampled. With his arm. Oh, did you? He's did got your like arm a second re-injured? break or something. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, it un- same un- unset the, It unset the break. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Let me take a look at that. Thank God you're in your street clothes. You're not in your chicken clothes. <laughs> Thank I know, right? Isn't that amazing? The Hello, mystery is going on. Can you make a little constitution roll to see how well you come out on this one? Oh, let's see how I come out. Oh, that's a 92. All right. 
So as you, do, oh, no. as you do whatever you're about to do, you have some fun here, Boone, because he's going to pass out. Uh, that'll make it easier. Hey, can I, uh, can I, before I say, can I say one thing before I pass out? Is it a bad chicken joke? No, it's not at all. I said, <laughs> Boone, if you need to, I've got tongs and a, and a chicken spit roaster in the back of the labaca if you need to replace my arm with something. And oh, I, I see where, uh, yep, I see where you're headed. Okay, oh. so uh, uh, I'm going to have to cut the sleeve <laughs> off that fine button-up shirt in order to get to it. Oh, boy, that doesn't look good. Oh, Lord, it's broken in three more places, but the bone ain't through the skin. Oh, God, I can't set it. I uh, can't set it the way I did before. Oh, I'm, you know what? I'm going to have to reinforce it with something. So uh, I'll go out and get uh, those tongs and those uh, uh, spits. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm on either side of the break. I'm going to stick those spits down and deep into the skin on either side so that there's metal bracing alongside the egg, uh, the uh, broken bones. Uh, Then I'm going to take a little hobo hammer and I'm going to tap on those bones to get them all in a line. I'm sorry, Paula. I'm so sorry, Paula. And uh, then I'm going to wrap the heck out of that in order to keep it all in place. And uh, how are his, uh, how's his hand doing? Does it need to be replaced with a pair of tongs? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so no, no. I, I, gotta, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed that, that oh. you didn't use the term bone kebab. Oh, bone <laughs> kebab, yeah. All I know, though, is we are not going to forget from here on out that he is one-armed. <laughs> yep. I will. Uh, and uh, yeah, <laughs> you'll have to be careful around magnets in the future too. Yeah. Oh, so his hand is okay. That's a god awful shame. Okay, well I'll. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, but now I'm, but now I'm a spitting image. If you know what I mean. Oh, okay. you're passed out. That's what I. Yeah. That's what we. Sorry, you're no, passed yeah, out. No, 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 yeah. Thank oh, God oh, you oh. only you only thought that. <laughs> I only think in bad puns. We can and I'll going. give him a I'll give him a fresh slang and God. I, I, God. Oh, uh, Cully, uh, I go out and uh, you're, you said timing wise, you're. So- so by, by now I'm in the room with bedroom with Richard again. So okay, as so long wait, as this is taken, like I said, we we talked for like like 45 seconds and then we went and I dragged her right into the bedroom. Yeah, but I want to retcon back before you walk into the room, which is what I was saying. I because um, there's going to be something there. So if you want to, Joe, you were you were asking Cully, you were a little surprised. Yeah, I mean we don't have to cut scenes. I think the point was that. Cully just didn't want Boone to talk to him because he wasn't there. Well, when, okay. When, um, got it. Okay. So basically, at, think of it this way. As Boone is getting Bellow on the table, we're passing them yeah, yeah, yeah. No, on I got the you. way to the bedroom. Yep, so, yep, I got yeah. you. So where do y'all want to pick up then? Yeah, uh, Boone, did so, you have more to do? Uh, no, I, I'm just going to ask, eventually I'm going to ask Cully where the medicine cabinet is and try to find okay. some painkillers. Okay. So it's nothing it. important. Just well, okay. yeah, it's nothing important. Bellow, but yeah. Yeah. And somebody can <laughs> find some smelling salts or a little ammonia. We'll we'll wake him sure. back up. 
a little later. No, no, you gotta let him sleep. Let him sleep through the worst. <laughs> do, I, do I get do I get knocked out in every like third episode? Yeah. I think that... <laughs> we gotta keep it on the track somehow here. Yeah, that's fair. That's so fair. Uh, so basically, as he's doing that, I've got my arm around Joe's arm, and I'm sort of walking her in, sort of half dragging, half walking, and I'm saying, and then we found Richard, and I gotta Wait, tell you the. You... Did you I go know? into the facility? No, we never had to. And so, again, as we're, Michael, whatever you want us to see or whatever, but as we're talking, we're walking. Right. And Richard a, is sitting up on the end of the bed. So, yeah. So, but although before that we had gotten there, I'm assuming Shit. there's a little bit of walking. And I would be saying, and so Richard is completely, he's like unconscious and he <sighs> got like some kind of drug or chemical and he's he's oh. just... Uh, incomprehensible he can't talk he was he was saying things in his sleep and so maybe by now we get there and then i see him and i'm like oh i don't understand what's he doesn't happening. look and, and he looks right at you and he says no golly good you look very good it is good to see you yes I'm oh so hello confused. mr richard i'm so glad Rutherford. you're back Rutherford. and i'm just screaming for Rutherford. Wait, what's wrong? Why, why are I'm you confused. screaming? What is what's wrong, wrong? Cully? What's his uh, problem? You were unconscious. You were, Joe, go get Rutherford. Please, right now, go get Rutherford. Oh, and go get yeah, Franny. Sure, sure, yeah, sure. It's safe to assume we would hear that, right? Yeah, go get Franny. Okay. So And so as you go to do this, I'm going to say, you were unconscious. We found you wandering the streets. You didn't even have your accent anymore, which may have been an accident by the keeper. We're not sure. <laughs> 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 Nobody will say. But you were unconscious and you were talking in your sleep and you were confused and we drove you home. And well, how are you up? I don't understand. Though, well, yes, I met up with some uh, college buddies from university. You know, we had very, very good time over the week. And now we're like, I, I just I partied a little hard. I'm glad y'all took such good care of me. Um, I don't know about that. You, we, we saw you get dragged into a car by government guys. No, 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 no. These university buddies, yes. Uh, and is uh, Joe back with Rutherford? Yeah, my back with, with Rutherford. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. uh, Franny uh, Rutherford, I, he's saying uh, he's saying that he was with college friends and he wasn't with the army. Then uh, Rutherford goes up and it says, uh, and his uh, and his accent is back. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, this is remarkable. Uh, you were completely um, out of it not too long ago, and we were checking all over you. And then I look at his eye to see if his eye is still red. Um, and it, uh, you, you look at it, and it's pretty like it's normal. You're wondering if maybe it was just an irritation. And I said, your your eye. You, do you feel any discomfort in your in your in your eye, Richard? And uh, my said, my can't. eye. What is wrong with my eye? Why why would you worry about my eyes? And then Rutherford like, uh, turns, you know, quietly to Cully and just says, "I believe, you know, I believe the medicines they gave him are are, are causing him some mem memory failure." No, uh, no, no. My my memory is fine, Rutherford. Do you remember Chance and William from college? Yes. I went out with them. And and you would. You'd be like, oh, yeah, those were like people that y'all knew. Uh, and Rutherford, 
who were who were those? Who were these men? Uh, wh- what do they do now? <coughs> Richard oh, Rutherford. Did these men that you hung out that you were with over the weekend. What what do they do now? These these were fr- friends with us back in college days. One went into the sciences like me, and another followed into in uh, Richard's path into the world of uh, architectural. He he's more of an engineer to make sure that the buildings don't fall down. Yeah, see, he remembers them very well. They were here consulting, and when I saw them outside the theater, I, I jump in the car with them, and we just we had too good of a time. And I, I'm sorry, obviously, it worries y'all, and I apologize for worrying. You. And, and Richard, how how might we get a hold of these gentlemen now? Though I believe they're back on their way to California, or uh, maybe via Colorado. I I don't know. Do you? They, I don't believe it would be possible to catch them. I think it would be very important for us to speak with him. Uh, if if we wanted to uh, get in touch with him, uh, what information could you give us to help us find them? Uh, maybe by phone call. Maybe we could catch them in an airport. Oh, they they are driving. And I said, um, R- Richard, and I, I said, let, let, let's just uh, take note note of this. And then uh, I say, Cully, do you you know, Cully, do you do you have those notes? That Richard was. I, I was just gonna say, like, I want to take out my notes, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm taking him out to show Joe, so mm-hmm. I'm trying to like like I'm really freaked out by this because I was pretty sure that they they'd lobotomized him and that he was going to be gone forever, and so I've got my notes on it. And I'm showing. I'm sort of trying to you know quietly show Joe like like it's describing how he was mumbling in his sleep and. He was mm-hmm. incomprehensible and he couldn't talk. And he was also, like, he had a puncture wound. It wasn't just yeah. irritating. And he, had, right. he had a puncture wound in yeah. his eye. And he was like, he was just, he wasn't Richard. He, it's like they had changed who he was. So I'm, I've got notes for all this and I'm showing Joe all of it as he's sort of talking to you guys. So also, I want to um, glance at his arm where the IV would have been. Yeah, so so Rutherford, it's just saying this when you mention the notes, I'm going to sort of bring them over to you and I'm going to hand you my notebook, but I'm going to say, be really careful with it. All of my notes are in there for everything. And I said, and I said Richard, uh, please, please stay seated, but show, show me your arm. And the, the one that had the IV, I reach up for his arm and for him to show me his forearm. Uh, and he he sticks it out for you and uh there's uh, uh there's some light bruising but that's mm-hmm. about it hmm. and i said this is most curious uh not too too long ago the, once again rutherford you know he just directly says there was there was a, a wound here and do you recall how how you got that richard oh we I, we tied one on pretty good and you know i probably uh, hit it against the bar or a bar stool or Threw it over somebody's shoulder too hard. I'm sure it is nothing. What what bar did you go to, Richard? Well, the one uh, down the street from the theater. You know, uh, let's see, what is that one down there? Uh, oh, Arlene's. Arlene's, and, and you were at Arlene's all night. Oh well, you know, we tied one on pretty good, and I don't want to be indiscriminate here, but uh, you know, uh, I I don't remember much after a certain point. Uh, how late would you say it was that you do remember? 
oh, you're asking lots of questions. What is the big to do here? <laughs> well, you see, R Richard, we're, we're concerned about you because uh, what we saw and what we experienced today doesn't really match up with, with what you're telling us. And we certainly believe you. We don't suspect you of anything, but we're concerned about you. And we're concerned Suspect that, that me, someone. What is all this about? We are concerned. Oh, uh, uh, me for a long Richard, time. Richard, you're talking problem? to me right now. Um, it, we are concerned that something has happened to you, not that you've Freddy, done anything. But I am fine. I am uh, fine. So, can you tell me how long you you were at Arlene's last night? Yes, we were there. Oh, well after well after midnight, probably two or three a.m. Okay, until two or three a.m. So, if we speak to someone there. They, they would certainly have noticed three gentlemen uh, of your stature having a, a rip-roan good time. Of course. What would be problem? Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and can you tell me what you remember about this morning and this afternoon? Oh, this morning I had terrible headache and the worst nightmares. I mean, it was just awful. I, you know. I, what, what kind I, of nightmares? I wrote, I wrote down some of what you said in your nightmares. Yeah. You're you all seem way too sleep. concerned about the. I was hangover. taking your pulse, Richard. I was taking your pulse. I was checking your eyes to make sure that you were still breathing and alive. So, at this point, um, Rutherford uh, will um, just uh, uh, quietly uh, move away from the group and will pull out and grab hit the artist renderings uh, that were of that evening. Okay. And we'll come back, and just from a completely different angle, we'll come, you know, come towards Richard. And said, Richard, uh, you you love art, and I, I discovered a wonderful new artists in the in town doing. Oh yes, bring it here. I'd love to see this fabulous sketches. Uh, his name is uh, uh, Wilbur, if I remember correctly. Um, Willard Will Palmer. Willard. Yes. Uh, Willard. Yes. Willard Palmer. And I sh open it, and I want to open it to. The sketch that was of the car and the time that he would have been um, abducted, uh, that was all those goings on that Willard had done. And just to see what his reaction is, like if there's any recall or anything like that. Sure. Make a, make a spot hidden on that. Okay. Because you don't have any psychology, right? No. Okay. One of these days, one of Ooh. us will have to take psychology. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, well, I, I actually, had, I, I took I psychology. One, one character. Okay. For okay. what it's worth. Well, I'm just thinking about them as good friends, right? Like, is yeah. what his reaction would be. So the spot hidden is actually an extreme success. Mm. Okay. Uh, so he he taps on the image for a second with his fingers. It's the first time he's kind of paused. Mm -hmm. And uh, just a brief moment. And then he says... Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is when they picked me up, of course. Mm. A wonderful artist. Where did you find him? Oh, he, he was out on the, the street drawing uh, that evening when you were, uh, when our, our friends uh, picked you up. Uh, oh, my goodness. I would love to get some of this very large for the walls in the house. Yes. I mean, uh, it would be beautiful. Do you know and where we can contact him? I do. I, I have his <laughs> contact on the back of the, uh, the, the artwork up. Uh, why didn't why didn't you have our, our friends contact uh, me? I would have loved to have joined you. What happened? And um, he he kind of ignores you, and he immediately flips to the back of the book and looks at Willard's uh, address. Mm. Oh no, he's gonna kill him! <laughs> and then and then he flips back and um, he kind of looks at you blankly for a moment, 
And then he kind of clicks too, and he's like, "No, uh, we were going to get you, but I knew that you must be having so much fun at the theater, and I, I didn't want to interrupt. And so, you know, I uh, it was just kind of a chance meeting, you know. And so, oh. I, I, and then I say, actually, uh, Kelly, uh, um, we need to quickly. Uh, uh, Richard must be very hungry, and I start shuffling." Richard, I grab him around the shoulders and I start shuffling him out of the room towards the kitchen. And I ask Cully very forcefully. Oh, my goodness. What is going on here? Who? And I said, you've been out for too long. You need to get some. Uh, Wait, Rutherford, there's blood everywhere. Like bellows laid out on the counter there oh. and like half stitched together with with <laughs> prongs poking out of his arm like i, for, I, for, I forgot that was no, happening i buried there. those deep in oh and closed it oh, so they're like oh nice okay so, uh, we quickly stop we go we go to another we go to his study or any other room and i tell cully um to to, to, to bring him with me and i i whisper to cully leave your notes behind do not bring them with you um do not say anything or about the facility or anything else right now. Um, All right, need- so I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of surreptitiously surreptitiously like hand them to Joe and be like, Joe, keep these safe for me. Sure, You're the only one sure, I trust Holly. with them. And don't give them to anybody. I'm fine. I'm gonna do what Rutherford said, but you see what else you can do with Franny, okay? And then uh, Rutherford Franny. goes, I, I I remember now. I and I said, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, Richard, that I did miss the evening. I recall now that our friends did call me several days ago, and I was supposed to meet up. You know oh, me. Yes. Yeah. I get I lost into all the science all the time, and I was this new artwork that I saw. I was in a whole d- 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 different place, and our and our friends here were, were settled in, and of course relaxing in your your house the whole evening, and and had never even been out for the evening. But they were just wondering and worried about you with you being out. And so they had settled in here the, the whole time. So, so really quickly, uh, Michael, am I sort of picking up what Rutherford is doing? Yeah. You're, like, I mean, you're, you're smart like, and you've, yeah. You, you so he's, catch on. I, my sense is that Rutherford doesn't believe him, but he's appeasing him. Sure. And we're trying yeah. to learn more by playing along. So, so the, Cully, the, Cully the only, would get that. The only thing that would get in the way is you're kind of shocked right now, Cully. So why don't you just make, uh, can I finally use my psychology? Yeah, that's fine. Or your intelligence, either one. You could use your intelligence if you want. Okay. Ooh, I got a two. Oh, oh yeah. Ho. Yeah, you know what's going on. You're ready to play along and you're ready to, yeah, you're ready to help anyway. So, and, and maybe in particular with, with that kind of role, do you know? Am I picking up specifically, and I don't know, Rutherford, is this is something you could share, but like my specific sense is that like I'm thinking that they did something that almost like changed his personality and they took some parts out and then left other memories. And I have no idea how this would have happened. This is like sort of that the time of science fiction coming you know what I mean? So my mm-hmm. sense is that there's just something going on that I can't possibly understand, but that they somehow have taken out parts of Richard, but l- replaced it with other things. Tahit is a uh, magical place. So, and, and so Ruther- Rutherford, he, he gets, he, he would see your quizzical look 
and lean over and whisper to you and he says he says he's not he's not all uh, richard there and i think we need to protect our our friends and us he could be a conduit of information uh, for someone else and that's rutherford's paranoia is that now the government has drugged richard and richard is now a microphone in essence for gathering information for the government um, yeah, that, I think that's totally that's totally in line with Rutherford. That makes total sense. Yep. Okay. And is as, as, as we're walking, is Richard in front of us and not looking at us? Richard's looking around and kind of taking in his own. Okay. With that role, <clears throat> I'm gonna give you a little bit more. Richard's walking around and like taking in his house. Mm-hmm. Not like it's the first time he's seen it, but like he's examining it more closely probably than somebody who lived there would. And so super I'm, crazy I'm, important. Um, I whispered to Cully, do, do not mention the other house. We may have to go there and leave. Okay. Richard. And, and, yep, and I'm going to opposite of what Franny wants to do just for the record. <laughs> I'm going to mouth the, the words to you. So hopefully. So he doesn't hear me. Are we sure it's Richard? Uh, and that's why I say, uh, uh, we know he's f- physically Richard, but the, the, the drugs inside have all altered his brain and he may have been, there's a curious n- new phenomenon out there called b- b- brainwashing that they're doing in the army and in the sciences. And I think he may have been b- brainwashed by some p- people connected to the facility or some a- other source. Joe, what are you doing at this point while all this is going on? That's and, a good and question, Franny, Michael. Uh, yeah, what are Joe and I'm just curious what Joe and Franny are doing. Well, uh, so Collie gave me his notes, his journal oh, okay. for safekeeping, and the first yeah. thing that I would do is I carry a little satchel bag, and I would just. Um, it also has my own journal in it and i just make sure that both of the journals are way down at the bottom of the bag okay and um since i don't really want to go talk to franny i would probably then follow along to the kitchen and see how boone and bello are doing hoping that when boone is done i could talk to him about the situation okay when you get in the kitchen bello is white as a sheet i mean Mm -hmm. he just like if you just went through that, you'd look like Scott. Um, just done. <laughs> and so um, so he's out and um, there's there's blood everywhere, of course. Um, the house is actually quite a mess at this point. If y'all think about what's transpired, right? The paintings have been cut out of like most of the frames on the walls um uh, y'all richard's gonna shit himself when he comes to <laughs> yeah that's why i was kind of like it, it if you shuttled him directly to the study i'll i'll kind of like i'll i'll leave that yet but like the house is really disheveled at this point um and, and pretty much a mess y'all y'all have eaten there y'all have camped We're there gonna get our deposit back <laughs> yes exactly and uh, Franny, what does that leave you doing? So I just want to double check. So Joe, you immediately left. So we were all in Richard's room. When the three of them left, you immediately went after them. I. So you were still in the room. Yes. I forgot that you were there, Franny. Um, so I would have stepped <laughs> yeah, out. 
So that's that why I, could... I said, that's why I said, spend, go, go talk to Franny. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Well, I would step out and stash the journal and then keep going. Okay. Um, is there a telephone in this room? Uh, make a luck roll. And can I just ask, did they take him to the kitchen or the study? They took him to the study. Okay. Because he wanted to take him to the kitchen, but he forgot that there was bloody body there. Okay, yeah, there's a telephone in the room. That's a success. Okay, so then um, I'm going to get on the phone and call Arlene's. Oh, okay. Ah. Right. Um, And uh, pretty pretty gruff voice answers and... uh, says ah this is this is phil this is arlene's what's up oh hello phil at arlene's uh my name is franny i'm calling to check on a a, a couple friends of mine well really one friend and his two acquaintances who were there last night wondering if anyone uh who was working last night happened to be there now so that uh, i could just confirm that they were actually there these would be three gentlemen who who look pretty upscale. They're all scientists, and apparently they got rather drunk last night altogether. Yeah, Do you remember three middle-aged men there last night until about 2, 3 o'clock, really, really cutting it up? Yeah, uh, you know, we get loads of them. Of course there were middle-aged men looking like scientists in here. We're in a... S- lab town so I, I i you know i don't know what richard looks like specifically but uh um but i i would describe richard sure a, as specifically as i can yeah um pomaded yeah, hair those, tight yeah. pomaded oh hair. We're right yes that's <laughs> right yeah. suit, that's super right that's, an occasional act that, that's that's it. yeah and and with a with a 1940s a, metrosexual with a very interesting uh eastern european accent <laughs> oh ah. Uh. Uh, oddly, yeah, yeah. oddly tight clothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I remember a guy like that at the bar. Yeah, he was here kind of late. Okay. Uh, st- stood out. Uh, Funny and, looking fellow, right? Dresses uh, yeah. different than everybody else around yeah, here. He's exactly. got his own style. Yes, yeah, he does. I remember him. Yeah. And, and how many people was he there with? Oh. He, he tells me that he was there with a group of folks all, all, all uh, from a conference. Does that sound right to you? Four or five yeah, friends? Uh, that makes about right. There were a lot of people here last night. You know, everybody was kind of cutting it up. Yeah, well, these, these folks would have been definitely very much together. They haven't seen each other in quite a long time. And yeah. they, were, they were dressed like clowns. <laughs> <laughs> See if he buys that. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, it was pretty busy in here, though. Uh, but yeah, you know, he was with at least a couple of guys. They looked like they were pretty chummy. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate your help. Thank you very much, Phil. His name is Phil. Yeah, right? Whatever. <laughs> yep. I don't believe him for a second. <laughs> yeah, it's like the whole town is on the is in on it. Um, is is there a? Did I get a sense for his honesty over the phone? Did did he sound genuine to me? Yeah, he sounded. Uh, you can make a psychology roll. See if I'm sure that'll be great. Yeah, I'm sure it will too. <laughs> Uh, I don't even think I can burn luck to get there. Uh, where the hell is my psychology? You could. You could burn all the luck. Oh, actually, luck. you know what? I do have a little bit of psychology, and that's a success. Oh, oh. wow. Um, there were... It, it seemed... Uh, the only part that seemed off to you was that it it was... If the bar was as busy as he was saying that 
uh, for him to all of a sudden remember uh, seemed a little too convenient. Okay. Yep. But other than that, he sounded pretty truthful. Yep. Pretty easy to slip a bartender 20 bucks and feed him a story. So. <laughs> so. Got it. Open yep. like a true bartender. Yep. <laughs> I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, are we going to go back to us with Richard? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back to that and then... Uh, Joe, if you want to help wake up Bello at any point while you're in there, yeah, yeah. we'll just assume that he's uh, he's coming through. He's he looks like a mess though, Joe. Like you should, as as a kid, like you've seen some things, and Cully's probably seen some more things than you've seen. I don't but... know. Joe's seen some serious shit. I've seen some things. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind then. Um, I, think, I think Joe and I have separately had a. Uh more experiences than kids our age should have had. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe actually in that sense, Bellow's a little bit triggering um, because he's, he's oh, such a do? mess. I'm, I'm so, Oh, Bellow. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Bellow. Yeah. Bellow. No, yeah. No, no, no. I was like, wait, did I say it right? No, no <laughs> Bellow. What, Bellow's what did I do? <laughs> Literally where do, everything. Yeah. Where do we start? Yeah. <laughs> We could spend the rest of the episode going through that. <laughs> All right. So let's get back to Cully and Rutherford so, yep, in the so, study with the candlestick. So when we get Richard sitting down, um, I'm going to say, Richard, you... which he comfortably kind of sits back in his in the chair in, in his yeah. study. Yep. Um, and I'm just going to say, Richard, I, you know, it was really scary to have you just be so different than who I know and. You know, I no, Cully, I'm sorry that I, you know, worried you that I scared you. It's just never my intention. You are a good kid. And like, you don't you don't need to worry about me. I am. I am Richard. You know me. I'm fine. OK, hey, uh, Ru- Rutherford wants to do a, a, a little a little test and a trick for, on uh, Richard. Um, he says with, with our friends in town, you know how they love love. Uh, Getting you know, getting on the road and uh, adventures. Why didn't you take him to your other place? You know the one, and I tell a completely different place. Like you know, he, the other place he has is in a town, but I say the the one in the one in the foothills with the with the lake behind it. And he um, he he kind of starts for a second, <clears throat> and then um, he looks at you funny, and he, he goes, uh. Rutherford, I, I, what place in the foothills do you do you are you talking about? And I said, you know, you know the place we've got, gone to on occasion for resting and real relaxation uh, over in the the hills, just outside of t- to town, not too far. Um, actually, hang on, we might retcon this for a moment. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we'll do this. We're gonna retcon that one. I'm sorry. Okay. Who I'm, taught I'm, him that word? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, when, when you ask him, about I'm the a one retconner. The, when when you ask him about the one in the foothills, um, he he says to you, uh, "Oh yes, um, that would be fun to go back there soon. Uh, um, maybe you could drive this time." And he says, "Abs, absolutely." And I said that that's a, that's the other the other place you you keep. It's a, it's so wonderful. And our friends, you you know, I you know I mentioned their names. I said, oh, they love 
getting out of town and settling in. They're, they're such wonderful, wonderful people for doing that. And I'm going to say, Richard, is that where you go every week? Remember, you know how you take off like once a week or so and you're gone for a day or two? Is that where you go to you, this cabin? The Yes, you know, it's where I get the way to have a little peace of mind and uh, a little uh, uh, inspiration. That sounds great. I wish I could see it sometimes. So this is where uh, I guess um, another, you know, maybe a spot hidden, just looking at his face, because I've known Richard for ages. <laughs> And to see if he, there's any sort of confusion or if he's making things up on the spot, um, if he was thrown at all. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. Let's see what we got. Got a straight, let's see, a 60, but I have a pretty good one. So a, that is a, uh, that's a success. Yeah, he's he's feeling a little, he's definitely confused about what's going on all of a sudden. And um, you see him kind of pausing and searching, searching a little bit. And um, there's definitely conflict on his face. Okay. And then I throw in and I said, and also I said, uh, I, I'm so glad, glad you, you had such a good, a good time. We haven't had such a, a blast since our days back at uh, those, those uh, graduate days at N Northwestern University which is not where we went. And, and so with that, he pauses a minute. Um, and and he, he's, he's really kind of, uh, now he looks really confused. And then he looks at you and he says, uh, but Rutherford, uh, we did not go to Northwestern. And he says, what do you, what do you mean? He says, we, we, we had many a good time there going to visit. We would drive there and visit our other f friends there. But but no, that is that is not where we visited them. And he says, "Oh, maybe I'm re remembering remembering it wrong. I, I thought it was in sh sh Chicago." Do you not? Do you not uh, make a make a persuade roll here? Ah, I think I have a good persuade. Oh, I have a great persuade. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and you should also have like an 80 in gaslighting. Yeah, I was about to right. say. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> this wow. is pretty good. Hard success. Okay. And uh he looks at you and he he just says, he says, uh Rutherford, if I knew better, I, I would think you were trying to confuse me or you don't believe me. <laughs> and I said, I I've been working so hard and traveling so much, I, I don't remember half of our a uh, background in our, our college days back back on the e e e east coast. Oh, okay. Oh, that is. I I get that. I get that. You do get lost in your head quite a bit. But we went to college in the Midwest. Gaslighting <laughs> 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 the keeper. keeper and not and not Richard. <laughs> That's great. So I'm going to jump in on this, and I'm going to say, Richard, can you do me a favor? Because I'm. I've been getting to know Rutherford. He seems like a pretty good guy. Um, I was wondering, do you want to tell him the story about when we met? I think it'd be much more interesting if you told him than if I told him. Well, well, yes. I mean, uh, uh, and he he goes on and he describes. Does it. he tell that he remembers the actual story? Yeah, but the keeper doesn't remember the yeah, actual so story. I, <laughs> he basically he saw me stealing something, just like palming, like like a piece of fruit or like something real small 
and he yeah. sort of so, found me and talked to me and found out that I was almost homeless, like just bad childhood, staying away and, from my house. And, and so and he looks he at you slowly but surely sort of started helping me out. He looks at you deadpan and he goes, I remember it as clearly as that plum that I took out of your hand that day. And uh, like that plum, you were not quite ripe, but now you're blossoming into a fully brilliant young man. Bad word choices. You are so... (laughs) This is like such a, a... A paternal relationship, and you are just the most disgusting human being in the world. What's wrong with that? He's just—he's proud of you for blossoming. What's wrong with that? Into a plum. So, such an awful thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, some of the secrets. (laughs) Just really quickly, so with you sort of having this full memory and the whole thing, now I'm like even more confused. So. I'm done participating. I'm not leaving or anything, but I'm mm-hmm. just sitting down and I am. My brain is just shot because okay. I yeah. don't know what to think at this point. Yeah. And we're probably getting close to the evening at this point, too. It's been it's been a day. A it lot has been a day. been a day. Holy <laughs> really shit. Right. Real barn burner. Oh, so um, he, see what you did there. See wow. what you did there. So he. Yeah. he Richard gets up and he starts walking out of the study and it's, he's walking out of the study. He's, he's again kind of looking around the house. And this is where he catches like a pair of feet hanging out across the the counter in the kitchen. And he walks in and he's just like, oh, my goodness, what is going on here? And he's just like there's blood everywhere. And he's like kind of taking in the mess of his house for the first time since he's gotten up. And he sees you standing there, Joe, over Bellow and Boone with your probably your needle and thread and like your little your hammer and you're kind of wiping up your hands, maybe. And he goes, uh, yeah, you, you remember me, Mr. Richard. Uh, you uh, you hired me to uh, help out around the yard and whatnot. Uh, but uh, this, 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 but this not man to- here, he was uh, he was trampled. But not to uh, kill people on my kitchen counter. What is going on? uh, on, Yeah, the the table. He wouldn't fit on the counter, but yeah, he's on the table. Is he uh, dead? No, honey, he's he's not not dead dead yet. He just got his his ear ear torn off. It was just, it was more, well, he got his arm broken in three places too. But uh, yeah, I used some uh, hobo medicine to uh, fix them back up and uh, oh. sorry it was the sorry mr richard this was the cleanest place i could find i didn't want to do it in the dirt outside yes, it, it used to be a very clean house and oh, i promise i'll a mess. I'll, <laughs> I'll clean it up mr richard i swear i'll clean it up but right uh, now do you have any painkillers i could give to this fellow because when he wakes up he's gonna be in some terrible pain wow <laughs> What, is that Frankenstein? <laughs> Who just woke that up? It's pretty Frankenstein-y. Wow. And, Wait, uh, was your mouth injured? I'm confused. <laughs> He's going to turn into Logan. Whistling sounds. Hold on. No, you oh, hear yeah. the whistling sounds. We don't hear them. You hear them, you don't make them. Oh, oh no, that was so sad. He was just Michael like, said at one point, he, we see whistle coming out if I cough too hard. 
So are we going to have another that. one of your characters with speech issues? <laughs> no, no. And on that note, we're going to have a little whistling sound and take a quick break. <laughs> All right. Everybody take a little break. We'll be back in five, 10 minutes. All right. We are back from break. Michael, take it away. All right. Uh, so with that, y'all are all together and Richard's in the room with you. And what do y'all want to do? Are we? I think we're all, all together. In the... He was in the oh, evening. Uh... Well, he was uh, shocked by the kitchen. Like, no, yeah. Me, Joe, and Richard I'm on the walked table. away. Me, Joe from... and Bello are in the kitchen. Yeah. And someone went. Uh... Oh, I asked Richard if he could grab us some uh, painkillers. Oh, that's right. Okay. Depending on timing, so, Franny might be done in the bedroom now. I, I don't know. On the phone? You're phrasing. All right. Uh, so Richard heads back to the bathroom uh, to go get some painkillers because uh, apparently he has some left over from something. He's got a few left back in the cupboard. So uh, he's going to get those and he's going to leave you all alone to talk about him behind his back for a minute. Okay. So what... Uh... What, what we need to do is, I, I talked about it in another episode, <laughs> is if we can find a hypnotist. I'd love to find a hypnotist, but there's also another way to do things with our Richard to see if we can coax. Now, he may very well um, believe all this stuff, and this is true to him, but at that time, it's World War II. They actually were using in... in Secret Service in the medical areas, uh, chemicals as truth serums. I'm gonna as soon as Richard walks out, Rutherford. I'm walking up to you. Like I'm, I, I was sort of following right behind you anyway. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna say, I, you have to. I don't understand what's happening because he seems like he he remembered our when we met. He made some creepy plum insinuation, keeper, but otherwise. He like he remembered when we met, and it is it really him or isn't it him? Uh, Kelly, I, I believe you're on the the right track. It is both at the same time. There's something in him where I believe the government has, like I said, brainwashed him or instilled some other. So did other they take his recent him? memories but leave his his other memories from a long time ago? Well, Cully, you, you saw him. Well, actually, did no, Cully didn't see it. Or did he? Yeah, you saw him pushed in the car, right? You were there that night? Yeah. So you saw yes. with your own two eyes. He was... They took him away. Those weren't friends of his. There's no way those are friends of his. He was brusquely pushed into a car. So we just have to look at the, the facts. He was pushed into the car. We found him wandering the streets. Don't let what he says now derail you from the facts that he has been injured somehow and used these people have done something terrible to him so, so what about the part is franny in the room yet i would think so right is enough times gone okay. by that so i'm, I'm gonna say that. franny come here yeah no i, I would have been there talking with you anyway okay listening. so i'm gonna say franny what what do you think happened well i think rutherford's on the right track here it, it seems that he he had some information or has some information somewhere in his mind uh, that the facility does not want him to have, they have possibly extracted that information or attempted to extract it, and at the same time implanted some fake information to lead him to believe that he did something that he didn't do last night. Now, I, I just a moment ago, did I called that bar. bar I, well, I called that bar, 
And the bartender did tell me that there were men there matching that description, but I, I don't believe him for a minute. I suspect that someone paid that bartender to give me that story, knowing that someone would check on it. So, uh, I, I, uh, how, ex- Colleen, how extensive is our is Richard's um, medicine cabinet? Because we need to get him a dose of sodium pentothal. And no, that- I mean it's it's just. It's stuff you'd find in any, like there's some stomach yeah, there's, medicine. there's sodium there's pentothal aspirin. on everybody's medicine cabinet. <laughs> uh, How extensive would a medicine cabinet have to be to have sodium well, pentothal? Uh, well, that's the thing is, um, well, Rutherford, is uh, he's a chemist, so that he would ask questions like that. And yeah. so he starts thinking to himself where he could, you know, he starts thinking where, where could he get some at the local drugstore or such like that. Could I, I get mean, some? The- could I get some in my lab? I do work in a chemistry lab. Yeah, I mean, it's the 1940s. You could just go pick up a bottle of Say the Truth or something like that. I think um, it might have some <laughs> laudanum in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, the laudanum truth. and sodium pentothal, you're good to go. Uh, yeah, Franny, that would be... I, I, those kinds of things I think your characters would have basic access to. Okay. okay. I mean, you know, if you uh, wanted to like hunt like really hardcore and- top secret materials, no. But sure, government lab, looking- 40s, little sodium pentothal, you're all good to go. I'm looking to see if Richard is coming back. And if I still don't hear him, I'm going to say, Rutherford, what was the thing about that cabin? That's what you were describing is different than what I didn't say anything like you told me not to. But how come he said he'd been there if if you were talking about a completely different cabin? And I'm like motioning Joe over if you're yeah. if I'm assuming you can sort of see us because I want you to hear all this. Uh, Joe, Joe has slipped the room. But uh, Bellows coming to with a little bit of moaning as you're, oh, as you're discussing this. Oh my lord! That's not my accent. Oh, uh, what happened? <laughs> he got his face stomped on, and so he lost his accent. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> what, what, who said that? Oh, is he trying to? He's trying to get his accent back. I gotta get it back. I gotta get it back. I gotta get back <laughs> into the groove. Oh my lord! Oh, that's smart. Oh, just like the uh, blistering sun of the fields of Kansas. Somebody, somebody, please come and help me. Oh, this pain is just unbearable. It's okay, Mister Bellow. Uh, Mister Richard's coming back with some uh, high-grade painkiller for you. It feels like my arm is lodging and charged. What? What 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 happened? What, what did you do to this, sir? Well, it has been modified somewhat to provide extra support for the uh, the bone, which was uh, broken in several places. Yes, it is searing in pain. I probably can't even talk straight, but for the sake of this <laughs> podcast, I will. I think once it heals, you'll find that that forearm is much much stronger. You should be able to lift more weight with it. You'll be better than you were before. Oh, no. Did you make it? Did you Stronger. make me the $20 man? <laughs> Chris, I think you need to make your hobo medicine roll to uh, see oh, just how yeah, well right. you you've are. got this puppy attached. Yeah, that's definitely personally. Definitely not going to critically fail. I'm imagining <laughs> Bellow's arm having a little divot in the middle where that center piece was just a little bit lower than the other two pieces. <laughs> it's definitely not going to rust in there. No, and it, it didn't have chicken juice on it, did it? I'm oh, sure it's titanium. It's like Spider Man. Now I'm hot, hot chicken. I lay eggs. Uh, <laughs> like, like that joke. Uh, regular success. 
All right, we'll we'll hold on that to see how he heals or doesn't heal then. Um, okay, uh, Cully, you were in the midst of asking Rutherford a rather important question. Yeah, so I say so. so what? I feel like we need to go check out this place that we're not telling Richard that we know about. But how do we do that? How do like? We have to find out the truth because I want to find out what happened to Richard. I want Richard back. He's the only adult in my life that I, I mean, I guess because you guys, but he's the only adult that actually helps to keep me safe. I can't not have Richard in my life. And I said, I tell, I tell Cully, the, uh, the, the place uh, with the lake in the foothills d- doesn't exist. I, I completely made that up. No, I got that. But the, what about the other place that does exist? We have to be careful. That may be a safe refuge for us to go. If he is now in in uh, cahoots with the government and we let him in on that location, uh, we could be in danger. That may be our safe haven to go to. So do not let him know that place at all. But how is it safe if he knows about it? We learned about it because of him. No, he doesn't. I don't think he does know that one. Those, oh, did they take that memory too? I think the way he was looking around the rooms, he, he's learning a lot of things for the first time. And that may be one of the things he does not know about. When I talked about the small house, I knew he has another house, but I, I led him astray by saying it was in the foothills. And he seemed confused and then concurred upon the story. I don't. I think he suspects that we were misleading him, but I don't think he knows of the other location. Okay, and then while that's going on, Joe, what's happening with you? So Joe had slipped out to follow Richard back to get while he's getting the meds. And I'll approach him and just say, Mr. Richard, I'm sorry to bother you. Yes. Um, Joe. I just, yes, yes, I'm Joe. I'm Cully's friend. Oh, I I know very well. You're a very nice person. Good friend to Cully. I, yeah, thank you. Um, so I, I learned while talking to Franny and while talking to Rutherford that you might have known a man named Hans Becker. Does that name sound familiar to you? Oh, yes, yes. I remember Hans. Yes. Um, did you know about any of his, um, well, not it's not research. I guess his experiments. Oh, uh, well, uh, how would uh, how would you know about these, child? Well, um, so uh, and, you know and that- Joe is as he's he's kind of digging through the medicine cabinet with his back turned to you, and, and you notice that he grips the edge of the sink really tightly. Um, as he's talking to you and and you can't tell if it's uh, a response to the question you're asking or if he's trying to stabilize himself okay okay um so i saw something that hans did in a circle with a book and oh my it, goodness, child! It was I, terrifying. I do not, I do not know these things that you speak of. I, I was oh. thinking of other things. That's 
possibly you were talking about so that uh I would hope you would not know that. But anyway, regardless, uh well, what did what you did, see? I I mean if you you know, it's really I don't I don't want to tell tales. I just I heard you might know him and I thought you might be able to help me understand what I saw, but I guess I guess you can't help. Hmm. Uh, and and he um, he holds the 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 sink and he winces a little as you're talking to him, uh, like he's in some sort of pain. And then he kind of lets go and he grabs the pills and he says, "Oh, uh, here we are. Um, you'll have to tell me more about what you saw, Hans, too, but." Uh, uh, when you're comfortable, I don't want to push you unnecessarily. Well, was he working on anything? I mean, what did you, th what did you think I saw? Is there any danger? I know some people that live around him and I would never want anyone to be in harm's way. And I mean, I'm sure it'll all be fine, but I can, what were you talking about? No, Hans was just uh, a little eccentric, yes? Is this what you found? Uh, more than a little. More yes. than eccentric. His work was dangerous. It was really dangerous. Well, yes, I, I, helped, uh, I helped him design his library, yes? Uh, it had many interesting kind of... Uh... Well, the keeper has to cough. Hold on. Okay. Well, <laughs> poor kid. It had many interesting kind of uh, things that he asked for, but uh, he did not share what these are for. I, he was quite private about some of these things, but his book collection was quite beautiful. And but you he also... designed his library. Did you procure books for him? No, 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 no. That is not in my. That is. Or not you just built the room. I, I just I did not build anything. I just designed it for him so that it, of course yeah he could yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, no the the things I know of that uh, uh, Hans did were um, shall we say some of the uh, vainer attractions of life things that I hope that you would not know about him. I'm not sure I understand you. That's probably good then. And maybe we should go back in and take these painkillers to our friend in the kitchen who is uh, obviously in need of them. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, let's check on Bellow. Um, um, all right. So uh, is, he walks back into um, this, this quite intense discussion uh, between the people in the kitchen. Um, it's not something he can fully focus on, though, because Bello is screaming out in, in such pain or moaning. And so all of those moans actually provide a bit of cover for what's going on. And as and, soon as I see Richard, I'm going to sort of step away and be like, Richard. Hey, Cully. Yay. Let's go see if we can help poor Bello Poule. No. Well, you I don't know, but please help because this hurts. <laughs> And he says, uh, I, I found some of these pills left over from when I had that horrible toothache last year. And uh, th they really did the trick. And uh, uh, yes. I don't oh, know what I don't know. What, 
I don't know what kind of great painkillers they had in the 40s, but I'm sure there's some opiate derivative. Probably right? just standard morphine would be yeah. probably what it is. And I don't know why Bello is telling you as he's no, go ahead, put it in my mouth. Give daddy his medicine. That's the secret ingredient of greaseless chicken. A little bit of morphine. That's right. You <laughs> <laughs> will baby bird the, the pills into your mouth. Uh, wow. I'm just, uh, yes. There's so many laying out there, and I'm just gonna jump all. I'm gonna be. I'm yes. I'm not even gonna live up to our immaturity. It's too easy. All right, and I'll put it in your mouth. <laughs> oh, uh, that's that is that. I can almost feel the the magic tingling my tongue already. As it as it. All right. Um, so and it's getting kind of it's getting kind of close towards the evening at this point too, right? The the sun's starting to set. You can still see a little bit of the glow of the um, fire. It doesn't seem as intense out on the horizon. Nobody's checked on it, but in case you do, um, it's a little bit less intense out on the horizon, which makes you think that it's um, getting under control. Um, let's make. Uh, Who's going to be the more savvy? Who's going to be the more street smart in the group? Probably. I mean, Kali sort of grew Maybe. up on the streets. Joe? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I know I, how to deal with cops. Yeah, Boone. Yeah. Actually, I would say I'm Boone. Sneaky. Boone. Yeah, Boone, why don't you roll for, make an idea roller and do you have something for intelligence that's reasonable? Yeah. Yeah, make, make a roll there. Uh, regular success. Yeah, so it's it's about this time after everything that's happened that um, you're kind of you're kind of putting together in your head that y'all left the scene of a major incident in a very flashy chicken mobile, and it's still parked outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, uh, Mr. Richard, no. I'll come back to uh, clean this up later. I I left uh, the vehicle. Uh, running outside i need to uh <laughs> need to go check it i just need to go check out it but what are you what are you doing to la Baca? hey you you just you know you, you just take it easy there mr bellow I, I can take care of it you could just you cannot <laughs> you you <laughs> morphine addled one arm chicken man don't forget so that we here one ear one ear one yeah one oh, god. oh god yeah and i sewed the earlobe on so it comes out horizontally oh than, nice uh, hanging oh down. so is it more of a reed action then i said like oh a yeah kazoo? i yeah. gotta get a kazoo okay uh so i go out and i hop in the chicken mobile and i just uh gun it and i'm gonna take it out and uh uh, you know what? I'm going to drive down to the uh, what is it called, Cully? The um, the flats, the straits. 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 Yeah. I'm going to drive down to the straits, abandon it there, and then just walk back. Bello, it's connected to a crime, and they don't know uh, that it's my car. <laughs> uh, two crimes, actually. Yeah, two uh, um, a murder and a major and the down arson. Of a base. It you know what? Just I'm a gonna, small distraction. I'm going to drive it down to the straits, <laughs> and I'm going to set it on fire. No! Oh, that oil will burn real good. I'm gonna. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
I'm going to like, I'm going to put a rag into no. the gas tank. You could just pluck <laughs> the like chicken reef. feathers off of it. That's I'll, I'll take do. anything that looks like valuables that uh, Mr. Bellow would want. Oh. Okay. Like, yeah, like clothes, chicken valuables, whatever. Be- Bellow, can you tell a us a chicken I, recipe? I think Bellow would have a trinket or something in the glove compartment or something like that. What, what, I want to give him this. Bellow, what's the trinket that you want Boone to save out of the glove I- compartment? Uh, I would have my mother's cookbook and uh, my uh, a splintered off uh, end of the uh, baseball bat for my father. Oh, oh Jesus. Um, and uh, y'all wow. don't forget that that Bello does have Bello does have a firearm. Uh, I would I guess I would presume in his pants. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, he probably has like a, a suitcase as well. So anything that looks even remotely valuable. Okay. I put in the suitcase, zip it up, uh, rag down in the gas tank uh, okay. with some gas on it, and light it, and then I just hightail it. Okay. Not near any houses, but like, right. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just yeah, outside I... of the streets. Yeah. Um... Keeper's coughing. All right. And so as you... Um... As you hightail it, uh, you know, there's uh, pretty good. You hear that familiar whoosh, right behind you as uh, the chicken mobile, the, the Baca. Is that what you called it? Bello La Baca. Yeah. The, the La Baca mobile. Um, ba- ba- Baca. It's, it's Italian for boat. It's the chicken boat. Barca. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he has you know to what? do that now. I actually... <laughs> Actually, on that note, there's a whoosh, and then all of a sudden, a <laughs> as um, it explodes uh, from the gas tank, and uh, little pieces of chicken metal fly all through the air. There's no putting this puppy back together. As as well as actual chicken pieces, which I think yeah. would be ironic and amusing in some fashion. Sure, yeah, they, of they course. One at a time, start <laughs> flapping on the sidewalk around. And, yes, yes. In mm-hmm. fact, as you're hightailing it away, Boone, one of those co- now cooked chicken parts lands right in front of you, and you can't help but look down and chuckle oh, a little bit. No, I pick it, it up and eat it. As I'm going <laughs> to eat I'm energy to, to make it. Okay. I, oh, um, Mr. Bellow. We'll keep you safe. We'll get you all disguised. They won't even know you're the same man. Well, they practically just, won't know now with your <laughs> way you look. You're just you're just saying that to yourself in the middle of the Oh, class. I talk to Is myself right? all the time. Yeah, just, I'm a little no, I gotta just, keep myself company. All right. And, I just need uh, to clarify. And yeah. Boone, just to clarify, are you headed straight back to Richard's house? Yeah. Okay. All right. And so um we'll check we'll check back in on you in a little bit. Um um, what do y'all want to do this evening with Richard, the rest of you folks? Uh, I, I will want to, uh, at some point, try and pull Joe aside. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think that that's, that's not too hard to do. I mean, you know, there's plenty of casual conversation going on, and uh, there should be an opportune time to pull uh, Joe aside. Mm-hmm. And for what it's worth, um, as soon as things have calmed down a teeny bit, I want to start talking to Richard and asking him about the magician. So mm-hmm. and uh, R- Rutherford mixes a couple of very strong strong drinks and brings them to Richard saying and there's nothing n- not nothing better than <laughs> hair hair of the dog to f- feel better and he uh 
<laughs> I think Bella Poulet would really like some of them strong drinks too. <laughs> he gives him a beverage and then uh, and then goes goes to, takes a bottle and just pours it directly into Bella Poulet's mouth. <laughs> and a, a little bit a little bit dribbles out the gravel gravel hole in the side of his cheek. Oh my god! It actually but now it's now I got Gross. now I got a gravel hole in my cheek. We're just gonna <laughs> apparently. So Rutherford's drink is uh, more whistle holes, uh, and uh, and and one one yeah, he made cover it up like a flute. Strong, strong, strong. <laughs> it's the ocarina Oca- of Bello. Ocarina. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, do you have a do you have a nervous tick when you get anxious? Oh, she lights things. I'm a on fire. pretty good liar. <laughs> I think I have a real straight face. Okay. Actually. Okay. All right, but it wouldn't have it's to be a facial. well-honed skill. For, not when you, uh... not when you lie. Like you could you could still get anxious about other things, oh, okay. but not when okay. you lie. Like when something genuinely makes you nervous. Um. Like you know, like this other life that Richard or that Richard was alluding to for Hans or something like that. Yeah. Well. Uh. I would say I probably start just fidgeting with the fingers on my dominant hand. Okay. Just at my side. Okay. Um, and as you did that, as Richard was talking to you, you noticed the underside of your thumb was just a little bit sore. Nothing that really like, but just oddly a little bit sore. Hmm. Well, all my fingers hurt from when the journal tried to eat them. Okay. 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 Weird. Weird. And and that makes you look, you know how like sometimes when something hurts, you just rub it a little bit more because you're like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> huh. I did that. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. Robert right. was in the middle of saying something when. Oh, I was just uh, mix, mixing those. Uh, oh, very- yeah. Strong drink for uh, Richard and a, a, a relatively weak one for himself, and uh, making telling, telling Richard a bit of the hair of the dog will settle you down. And re- oh my relax. god, this sounds so good! Yes, I would love a good strong drink, my friend. Thank you. And then, uh, um, Rutherford, with his chemistry knowledge, will you know adjourn for a moment, before, you know, and uh, before he makes us his second drink, we'll look for something in the medicine cabinet that he can maybe m- mix into it that will really settle him down to make him even perhaps oh loosen up his uh, loosen up his uh, consciousness. Okay, make a luck roll. Um, and yeah, got it. And uh, as as he's tasting or as he's drinking the first drink you gave him, so you you've, you find uh, uh, would would Valium be a thing? Maybe a little Valium. I'm sure there'd be something of that nature around World yeah, War Two. Something along those lines. That seems like a good thing to have in the medicine cabinet. Then, but um, he's already uh, Richard's already complaining to you that the drink tastes funny. Uh, what did you give him? Let's start there. Oh, his, well, that would have been his his, his favorite uh, with his accent and everything. Good good vodka, and then mixed with a little bit of uh, 
fresh, you know, something fresh from the refrigerator to and uh, some mm. ice. He, he finds that very refreshing. Okay, so give me something fresh. What would something fresh be? Oh, I look for some citrus being the area that we are. There's oranges mm. from California and we have, of course, p- p- pineapple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so as he sips it, he says, hmm. He says, uh, the, the, the vodka is very good, Rutherford, but the, the orange juice, is it the, were the oranges bad? They taste a little rancid. And I said, oh, and I said, the, the or- oranges uh, uh, I found were, weren't the n- normal ones you seemed, the navels. They, they were uh, an- another variety. I think they were almost like uh, a, a tangerine or a tangelo. And that, that could do it. I know how you like your drinks very spe- specifically made, mm. just like me. And I clink his glass. And I say, down the hatch. And I drink mine down. And, and he goes, no, nah, well, why not? And uh, he, he downs it as well with you. Nice. And then I said, uh, you, 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 I am going to have to do this accent a little bit a little slurry <laughs> in a minute. And this is going to make <laughs> it I, all more interesting. And I said, I, I, since I missed all the f- fun last night, Richard, I'm going to have another. And you? No, I will never turn down a drink from you, Rutherford. You have never have. And I go to I go mix uh, a, a couple more. Okay. All right. So at some point, I'm gonna I'm gonna say, uh, Joe, might I might I uh, get a minute w- for a word? Sure, Franny. Uh, so I'll you know head off to a room nearby, you know, study or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, someplace where someone isn't. So, Joe, I, I think that uh, there might be a little bit of tension between us that I just want to clear up. And I think you might be under a misapprehension uh, that I think going forward would be important for us to, to clear. Uh, now, I, I a know A misapprehension that, that you think I'm full of nonsense? Now, Joe, I, I know that that's, that that's what you think, but simply because... I didn't believe one thing that, that you said, and I know that that seems very important to you. I don't want you to think that that means that I will mistrust you going forward. Uh, just because I tried something and didn't get the same result that you did in one instance does not, believe, does not mean that I do not trust you or that I don't respect your opinion. And I don't want you to think that simply because I am a person of science— and older than you, that that somehow means that I'm going to discount your opinion going forward. Do you believe my story now? So I, I, I don't know what to think about your story, but I will tell you that my experience with your book is different than your experience with your book. And I do think it's important for you to know that simply because I am in a scientific field does not mean that I do not believe in things that I cannot see or prove. I have had experiences myself that I'm going to guess that you might not believe. But simply because I didn't believe one thing that you did does not mean that we cannot work together going forward. And I I do want to ask you to give me the benefit of the doubt in that I, I have seen some things too, some things that do not fit into a, a standard scientific criteria. Like what? Well, let, let's just say that, that uh, while I was experimenting with something in the lab one night, something happened that many people would not believe. 
and well, that, that I did, might. That sounds like my experience. Well, it it might be, but I, I think the point is that simply because we had a disagreement about one thing, I would like to think that going forward that we could continue as equals. I don't want you to think that simply because I am in some artificial, because I'm older and I work in a lab, that I'm some somehow connected to these people and that I am some sort of authority figure. I'm not. I think we are both on the same team, and I do respect your opinion and your contribution. So I don't, th- I don't want you to think that simply because I, I didn't believe you about this one thing, that that means that we are now adversaries. I appreciate that. You just have to understand that the one thing that you didn't believe was truly the most horrible thing that has ever, ever happened to me, and it happened to me. All right, but, I, I believe you. So I think here, Joe, you can make a psych roll. Okay. Because if I have Franny make a persuade roll, we know how that's going to go. So we're going to have this have an opportunity to succeed. Well, uh, my psychology is real bad. It's probably better than Franny's persuade. Yeah, but uh, it, I failed my psychology. Oh, my, my my persuade's not terrible. Okay, I'll give you. I'll just give my, you a chance then. Make just my your, rolling make, that's terrible. Yeah, that's true too. Make a persuade roll then. Holy smokes! Uh, that is a hard success. Okay, so I'm persuaded. <laughs> you, um, I I think the line of conversation y- y'all just keep going. I think it's right on, right? Like that that Franny's convincing you, but you're still concerned that she's not understanding you. I think y'all are right in line, so just keep going. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, so I guess I had just said that it it was the most important thing. And yeah. 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 Okay. okay. So I, I, oh, no, go ahead. Um, well, no, I, I, I think you could respond to that. Okay. So I, I think that, that we're going to find that there's going to be some commonalities amongst us that, that maybe we didn't expect uh, because we, we, are, we are stumbling into something very serious here. And uh, regardless of, of what we've experienced in the past, I think we're all going to have to have an open mind going forward. Uh, and, and I think we're going to continue to see some very strange things. Uh, and we're, we're going to need to trust each other. And I, I think you've seen uh, that, that sometimes we might get disregarded simply because of our, our identities. Uh, I, I've seen it happen already today. Uh, and I, I want you to know that I, I will not disregard you simply uh, because you are a young girl. Uh, I, I will take the facts as they are, which I, I apologize that I didn't see what, what you wanted me to see in your book, but I didn't. So I can't say for myself that I had that experience. That does not disregard your experience, though. I would not want you to lie to me. I would not want anyone to lie to me. I just, maybe if we look together, we can find some way to understand how our experiences fit because the Hans Becker that I saw from afar, I didn't know him, I only watched him, but he seemed to be a strange and dangerous man. Hmm. 
Yeah, that does seem. And to he could jive. be that, and also be a trickster. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't invalidate the other parts of him. And I'm, you know, I'm sure that we can find a way to work together. We're going to have to because this situation is just becoming more and more terrifying. Uh, yeah, it's it certainly is, uh, and I, I think that I, I can feel that that it may get a little crazier before things return to any sort of sense of normalcy. We do seem oh, to be can... going down a, a path. <laughs> you can count on that. <laughs> at, at least we have the chicken mobile to fall back on. Whoa, whoa, whoa wait. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'll just Go say ahead, one thing, more thing. I'll yeah. just say, in that case, I'll just say, Franny, I really think we should go to Abiquiu as much as I hate to go back there. I think we should go and I think we should see if Hans is still there and maybe I can show you what I saw. Well, that sounds terrifying, but I, I do agree with you. Uh, I, I don't know if I want to have the same experiences that you did, but I think that might be No, important. no, God, no. Uh, Just the, the truth of them. Right. For any, I think you would be compelled oh, yeah. right, if you to restore this relationship and maybe with some hindsight, some remorse that yep. uh yeah, absolutely you're compelled mm-hmm. to Yeah, Franny is pretty much dead set on going to Abiquiu. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um but is not you know, trying to be circumspect about it. Um so yes, I I agree with you, Joe. I, I think we do need to go to Abiquiu. Uh, I think we might uh there might be some things there that we might not enjoy seeing, uh, but I th- I think if we're going to get to the bottom of this, I, I don't think there's any way around it. Uh but with uh Richard's uh, other property there, uh with your experience there, uh with um Hans 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 with with Hans's connection there, uh I, I think it seems to be calling to us. Big question is how we're all going to fit in one vehicle to get there, but I'm sure we'll figure it out. Yeah, we're going to regret that, didn't we? <laughs> if only we had a large vehicle that would fit several people in it. Does Richard only and have the, the one car? I, I don't know. Yeah, Richard only has the one car, and but Franny and Rutherford would probably have their own transportation. They're certainly. I, I don't think Franny does. I think Franny takes the bus. Okay. Then and Rutherford would right. Um, he would have an old car that he has to work on and fix because he's got really good mechanical repair. So that's where okay. he got it from from working on it. Yeah, but yeah, those, those new ones. Able to travel the, together. The, the government chips those new ones. You wouldn't have any one of those things. <laughs> that's right. Uh, um, all right, Bello. Uh, since you've been knocked out of this, but before we wrap up for the evening, I want to give you a chance to. Uh, participate in any way that you would like yeah. we, we have a we have a few more things uh rutherford's got to get back to richard with his his drink but uh what do you want to do bello and i and I, if maybe we won't have time this time but i w- i really wanted to talk to richard about the magician mm-hmm. oh that's right um okay well, we'll we can we'll wait get there. we can no wait. no no, no. we'll get there in just a sec what is it did everybody just leave me in the room am i just <laughs> I think Richard, like I'm still in the room. I, there's a bunch of us. Are you still in the room? Yeah, they I'm... all just think of it. Y'all just moved to the living room, right? You're settling down for evening cocktails. Uh, Boone's missing because he went and blew up your car. And Joe and Franny are in the other room making God, up. I, I, and I, I, I'm not still left on the, the kitchen table. No, it's basically no, you and Cully and Richard in a room together. 
Oh, interesting. Uh, and I'll say, uh, Mr. Richard, I, I, we've not met. Uh, I'm relatively uh, new to this group uh, <laughs> and found my way here through some extremely unusual circumstances. But thank, thank you for letting me uh, crash here on your couch and bleed in your kitchen. <laughs> you are mute, Richard, because I can't. Yes, hear you. I, but I lost my voice momentarily. <laughs> uh, uh, quick onset post amnesia laryngitis, very common side effect. And uh, I have it back now. And uh, so, uh, yes, you know, a friend of my friends is it's wonderful to have you. You said your name, Mr. Poulet, yes? Yes, Mr. Poulet. And whereabouts are you from, Richard? No, this, this is where the keeper's memory gets a little fuzzy, but it lines up with the factual, probably the Midwest. But uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, yes, Vladivostok, Kansas. I know it well. That's the... <laughs> <laughs> this is Midwest accent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but I spent uh, I spent my youth in Eastern Europe. Oh, I see. I see. And uh, uh, they have very interesting cuisine out there and unique, uh, unique history and tales. I'm a bit of a, a lover of mythology, and uh, I know they have uh, uh, tales of uh, various trickster uh, uh, fiends and foes out there. Um, any Anything that you ran into when you were studying? The, most of my higher studies uh, occurred here in the States. Yes, I moved here for, uh, and that is in fact where I met good friend Rutherford. Oh, yes, yes. He's a very well-spoken individual, uh, albeit, uh, albeit uh, a kind one at times. And I actually don't recall if we had very much of an interaction at all, Rutherford, aside for some passing chicken time. Uh, uh, you look a little worse for the wear, though, I must ask. What, uh, what happens to you? Oh, oh, me, yes. Uh, well, you see, there was a bit, a couple of stampedes. In fact, that's becoming my trademark. Uh, people just seem to stample all over me, and then I get injured. I get repaired after being knocked out for half a half a session or so, and then I come to, and here I am uh, with with uh, an arm and a face. And so, what face. what what uh, what is this stampede you speak of? What's happened? Well, it sounds like there was some sort of uh, commotion, chemical fire, or the like. Uh, uh, something over there in that uh, um, uh, 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 the, the, the base that uh, that uh, you see. I was supposed to provide. He, he winces uh, as you're as you're talking to him, by and he he kind of rubs his head for a second. Oh, we're doing some pain there, Mister Mister. Uh, that... No, don't don't worry about me, please. Uh, uh, you were talking about the the base. There was a problem down at the base. Yeah, so I'll, I'll keep an eye on him, and I'll say the base. When, okay. And yes, the the base. <laughs> and <laughs> should I? I, should, I guess I should just drop it. All right. So, do you know uh, how to do that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I was, I was providing. I was I was providing some chicken to the base. You see, I'm a chicken purveyor from Kentucky. No wonderful. And, uh, I just. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. And uh, and luckily that contract uh, went forward. Do you know anybody there in the culinary services by chance? <laughs> no, no. I, I, well, uh, just uh, one of the building managers for the I dining swear, services. But uh, I swear I, I will lose it if you say Paula Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, Paula Bradford. 
Oh, okay, okay, okay. And at that point, uh, I like see her standing behind him, glaring at me. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, Paul Blaffer. Uh, uh, wonderful, wonderful, Richard. And uh, what do you do there at the base? The, I do not work at the base. No, I, I helped uh, do some of the blueprints and designs for some of the buildings. So uh, you said there was some sort of fire, though, some sort of chemical fire. They're very yes, specific. Yes. How do you, was this <laughs> news? This no, chemical fire? No, I just presume it's a military base and that fire, that conflagration just seemed to come out of nowhere and spread uh, very quickly. Uh, in fact, I think there may be some fatalities, which is just, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but my lord. There were no fire... fatalities, no fatalities. You're not there, Joe. You're not there, though. I'm staring at a dead Paula Bradford behind him. <laughs> I like to think that her head is like permanently say, tilted to one side. She, she begged to argue if she had the ability to talk. Right. <laughs> She's holding the contract for Bella Poulet's chicken contract and tearing it up in the afterlife. That's going great. Uh, let's say yes, yes, something of that sort. Uh, uh, I think there's going to be quite the disruption over there. In fact, uh, there may be new opportunities to uh, uh, build <laughs> or rebuild. In fact, so. Uh, oh my goodness! I hope nobody was uh, hurt too badly. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Awkward silence well. ensues. <laughs> I hope nobody was injured. For you see, that means one less belly to fill with my chicken. It's a it's a weird take. Um, just let's let's that forget yeah. that. The, the consummate capitalist. Yes, I can tell. Yes, always wanting to sell, sell, sell. More well, you could just say to sell too. Yes, you could just say that's just the devil on my shoulder. Hmm. Yes, or the one behind me mocking you. But uh, so you were able to. Is this how you sustain these in injuries then? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, Yes, they started. Uh, they started actually at the theater. I don't know if you've been there before. Uh, I think you were supposed to meet some of your comrades over there. And, he was at the theater uh, with, with us. Oh, he got abducted after the theater, right? I yes, I took you to there. theater. And we're listening to this whole. <laughs> well, not set, you, right? I didn't so take you to as, theater. As soon yeah. as Bella mentions the theater, I'm going to jump in and say, "And Richard, we didn't even have a chance to talk. You brought us to see the magician. I wanted to." ask you what you thought about him because i've never seen anything like that isn't it impressive yes this magical display he is very much is very good with the illusions don't you think what this is where rutherford and i had some problems because i thought it was real magic well and rutherford tells me that i'm crazy and i'm just i'm just falling prey to something or other i don't know what he said but that I've never he, seen he winces again as you're like talking. That, that was he, real magic. And he and he holds his head in his hand a little bit longer this time. And he just squeezes it and he rubs it. And uh, but no, Cully, there is no such thing as real magic. Rutherford, is Rutherford's with, there with us, right? He's still no brother. Well, he's probably he's probably working his way back in the room at this point with his second drink. drink. <laughs> and the. And so uh, I'm going to be like, Rutherford, Rutherford, we were just talking about the magician. And I know that you and I disagreed. And that's OK, because I still like you, even if you're wrong. But with 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 Richard, I was just telling Richard that I think the magician was doing real magic. And but Richard, Rutherford, what did you, you know, he's just very good illusionist. Yes. I mean, 
I don't know how exactly, but uh, uh, there's no such thing as real magic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. So what did you think? How would you, what would you guess he did? How do you think he did his trick then? And I'm asking Richard this. Yeah. And, and as because you said, you wanted us to make a guess. Yeah. And so I'm telling you that my guess is that it's real magic. And a- now, as you I'm say, I'm wondering that- what your guess is. Rutherford, you're giving Richard another drink and he Mm -hmm. goes to reach for it and he kind of misses and the drink falls all over the carpet Mm. and Keeper's going to cough again. Poor Keeper. Poor Keeper. And he he turns back and he holds his head and he says, oh, then I'm so sorry. I I must, the hair of the dog is not not fixing me up tonight. I I think I must go lay down and rest for a while this evening. And Kakali, let's take him to his uh, bedroom. I think it's very yeah. important. We have him yeah, in I'm sorry. laying down I'm just soon. Anything to upset you? And and as y'all as y'all kind of walk him, he's steadying himself on your shoulders, and occasionally Rutherford, he squeezes your shoulder just really hard, like that. There's significant pain going on, and uh, he goes to uh, as y'all get him back to bed. Oh. Ooh, I try to reach, uh, read into that squeeze. So was it a squeeze that was just like a pain squeeze where, where like a reaction or was it more like he was sending some sort of uh, like a well, straightforward, like some indication he, or message? Yeah, no, he's reacting. You've seen him like you've seen him kind of have this spontaneous. It's out of pain. Out of pain. Okay. Yeah. And I and I said, Curly, our friend is in ter- terrible pain right now. We need to get him uh, settled down on 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 his bed. And uh, and we do we have any home. more, Rutherford? Do we have any more of that medicine that we gave Bellow? Is there anything left? And I said, I'm sure there's more in the the the, the cabinet. And uh, um, bring bring uh, I bring him to the bed. And as we do so, and he's relaxing. And after the drink or two. Um, start putting him down onto the bed. And as I do that, I just uh, say into his ear quietly um, as he's not, hopefully in that situation, he's not focused on. Uh, so you gave him a Valium. Is that what you did? Yeah. In the drink. Okay. And okay. so hopefully he's, he's not focused on, um, you know, blocking out things. And I quietly, as we're leaning him down to the bed and Cully's there, I say, I just say quickly, who pushed you into the car? Uh, make a, ooh, this could be a good, this could be a good cliffhanger moment. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, let's, yeah, I think this is blind luck. It's just really blind luck. Let's give it the old, yeah. I got, I got good, I got very, very good luck and we got it. Okay. All right, so that'll Ooh. be a cliffhanger moment for the for the episode on on what he says nice. next week. Ooh, um, is what there a any great setup, Rutherford? <laughs> yeah, nice. Actually, is could there... I, I? I was gonna yeah. say, could let me do it because I was gonna say instead of luck, or because could it could be a persuade? No, I think that that one's luck. I think based on what's yeah, it's gonna be luck. All right, so I was just above it. Oh, you missed you missed the luck. Yeah, the luck was just a, just a little high. Okay, what what would it have been for persuade? Would it have been normal? No, I didn't get it with normal, but I could I could burn a bunch of luck. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, 
All right. So we'll still leave that as a nice little cliffhanger. Anything anybody else wants to do before we conclude this episode? Because, um, yeah. Nope. Mm. No, I guess at some point I would have told one of them, seeing him in this distress about the moment of pain on his face when I mentioned the base, but I'll just okay. throw that out there so I don't forget next week. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. All right. With that, we will call it a night. Check us out in the meantime for next episode on underthelibrary.com, on Twitter at under the LIB. If you'd like to see Scott's reaction to the beginning of this episode, just go to YouTube and search under the library. If you happen to be watching this on YouTube and you want to hear us, you can find us wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, for me, for Michael, for Emily, Wayne, Scott, Chris, and Rick, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. No, this is where the keeper's memory gets a little fuzzy, but it lines up with the factual, probably the Midwest, but... Uh... Uh, yes, Vladivostok, Kansas. I know it well. <laughs> I'm so glad there's an upside. Oh, my Lord. Oh, that burns. That is mine. Oh, is that really an upside? I hate this game so much. You didn't even have your accent anymore, which may have been an accident by the keeper. We're not sure. We're going to retcon that one. I'm sorry. Who taught um, him that word? You should also have like an 80 in gaslighting. It's a new unit of measurement. Inch minute. <laughs> Through some extremely unusual circumstances. Well, fine. Joe will fall asleep and you all... <laughs>